Welcome to the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, a place for anybody and everybody who wants to become the best versions of themselves. Your story doesn't make you who you are. It is the rest of your story, who you choose to be. You can write a story about who you've been, and you can write a story about who you are now, but you can also write a story about who you could be. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Look into your heart and see what it is that you truly want. You have to take possession of your life. You must be the master of your own kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast, where we cover all the things that will make us learn and grow into becoming the better versions of ourselves. We all have moments of anger, of sadness, of negative thoughts, actions we regret, and the only way we can make these better is to know ourselves better. There's no magic pill or button. Let's learn how we can make this happen. Okay, so you're asking yourself, why would you want to be your own therapist? The truth is that the better you know yourself, the more you can monitor, understand, and control your thoughts and actions. And as you know, your thoughts and actions are for a big part, if not the totality responsible for the quality of your life and your reality. Now, a quick disclaimer before we get into this. I don't want to take away any importance and power of external help of any therapist, psychologist, life coach, whoever. But the fact is no one knows you better and also no one has access to all the informations about you more than yourself. And also know you will not necessarily get all the answers just by yourselves. Other people, experts, even books and podcasts, any source and anyone who will have different perspectives and experiences might help you. That's for sure. But at least by knowing you can be your own therapist and understand yourself better and control yourself better, you're taking that power back and you're putting it in your hands and you won't feel as lost or helpless as you might have felt in the past. Now, also before we get started, a few important rules. First of all, don't always be in analysis mode. There's a time for it. If you're in the middle of a conversation, in the middle of living an emotion, that's not the time. When you're detached from the situation, when you're being as much neutral and as much an observant as possible, that's the right time. Also know that those tools and practices take practice, as the name says. So it takes time. You won't get all the clarity and all the answers on day one within five minutes. So don't be discouraged. As anything, it will take time. And also, I would say, and I think that's also the most important part, don't be a harsh judge. Be kind to yourself. And we tend very easily to be the hardest on ourselves. But when you see your flaws, your negative patterns, it might be frustrating. You might want to beat yourself down for being like this or like that. Don't. 
It won't make things better. Actually, it will make things worse. So be kind with yourself. This practice is kind of a gift and a curse. So you will start seeing things you haven't seen before, but use them to better yourself, not bring yourself down. Okay, so now I'll share with you a practice that I've been doing for a little while and it has been very helpful. After that, I'll share a few other tips and practices that can cultivate that inner therapist and make you become a better one and understand yourself better. But I think that practice is kind of the core, the main piece of that puzzle, let's say. So basically, once a month, at the end of the month, I do a check-in with myself and I call it self-therapy. So for about 30 to 60 minutes, I block out that time in my calendar. I usually do it on weekends just so my head is as clear as possible. But whenever you want to do it, what works for me doesn't mean exactly it will work for you that way. So please feel free to also customize it. But basically for that period of time, I sit down, I take a note and a pad or sometimes just my computer And the goal is to check in with myself and observe and then analyze and try to understand myself better. So I ask myself a series of questions. And again, feel free to remove some of these, add some, anything that will work for you. Like anything, it's a work in progress. So the first question is, how am I feeling just in general? And I don't make it just about that day. I try to also look at the past month, the past few weeks, and just have a check-in of anything that went through my mind, my ups and downs, and just note my general sense of well-being or problems or anything. Then from those answers and notes and thoughts, I observe and I try to see some patterns, whether they are thoughts or behaviors, because often the truth is in the patterns. Whatever is repeated, that's where attention should go. Obviously, maybe you did once something and there's still something interesting to be observed and analyzed, but a lot of our answers will come from the patterns, the things that we repeat again in our thoughts or our behaviors. And also try to observe what situations, time of the day, people or ourselves, whatever it is, what triggers those patterns. And then I'll finish off with just some general questions for myself. Anything that will come to mind based again on the observations and the notes that I just took. So some months I will question myself on What am I looking forward to the next month? Or maybe where do I need to find some clarity if I feel lost in my life? Whatever it is. So kind of based on where you've been in those past few weeks, you ask yourself a few other questions that come to mind. And here again, I want to point out how important it is in this exercise since you do it usually on a weekend. So I will tend to think that it's kind of a time that you're kind of more relaxed After the week, you're not running after a schedule, you're more chill. I usually do it on the last Sunday of a certain month. So it's also at the end of the weekend. So I had the time to disconnect. So I am not anymore usually in any of those emotions or situations, but I can still, and actually that's the best time to observe and try to understand them because I see more clearly. I am more of a neutral judge. I am not in that moment. 
And listen, I said 30, 60 minutes, but honestly, even if you give yourself 10 minutes, maybe you will not go as deep as possible, but as any habit, and we've talked about habits many times, the goal is the consistency and also is to get started. So if you're feeling some resistance, if you feel this is too much or maybe too uncomfortable or it's something that sounds weird to you, give yourself 10 minutes and just do it. Ask those few questions. Anyways, most of these answers that come are very intuitive. So it's just a matter of putting them out and writing them. So even just that quick exercise can still give you a lot of value. Now, a few other things that if you cultivate them, it will help you a lot in this practice. These are obviously also big subjects and big elements. So there might be even separately for a whole episode, but I still wanted to point them out. So number one is practicing self-awareness. So that's just in general introspection. So that's when you observe your actions, your thoughts, and your emotions on a daily basis. And that doesn't take even sometimes more than 10 seconds, but at least you're training that awareness of observing how you act. What are your thoughts? What are your emotions during the day? Also kind of tied to this, but it's not exactly the same thing, is practicing presence. So try to catch yourself when you think about other things than the thing that is in front of you. There was a lot of things, but I think you get the idea. Basically, if you're working on something, if you're walking, if you're driving, even if you're cooking, try to catch yourself thinking about other things, especially if it's something that you're always doing. And in our today's world, we are really prone to do this because we became a culture with very short attention spam, a lot of hustler mentality. So you want to get a lot of things done, be productive, do as much as possible in as little time as possible. So because of that, we're often not present in whatever we're doing. So try to catch yourself doing that. Of course, in order to practice presence and also self-awareness, any type of activity that is just basically time spent with yourself. So whether it's a walk outside, a breath exercise, meditation, anything it is that will get you comfortable with yourself and also will make you observe better yourself and just in general practice that self-awareness and being present in the moment. And finally, and that's a beautiful but very hard practice, but it's necessary as much for your general quality of life, but also for the exercise of that self-therapy and monthly check-in, is being honest with others and yourself. Because so often we tell those little things that we don't even sometimes realize are just to please someone or not to anger someone else or just to not say an uncomfortable truth. But the thing is, the more honest we are with others and ourselves, the better we get to know ourselves. And in general, people respect honesty and it helps you set your boundaries clear, make your goals or your values clear so people don't break them. So you just in general live more true to yourself. 
So, you know, this exercise is obviously pretty simple. And I believe in just in general in simplicity. But if you want to dive deeper into all those concepts and also even more how our brain and our patterns and our psychology functions, there's a book actually called Be Your Own Therapist by Owen O'Kane, who is a psychotherapist for over 25 years. And he kind of explains the psyche of the brain for obviously mental health purposes as kind of a layered cake. And on the top of the cake are the thoughts and emotions. So that's most of the time the easiest things to catch or to observe in ourselves, right? Your thoughts and your emotions. But then underneath that first layer of the cake are your rules and beliefs, And then in the bottom of the cake, in the center of the cake, where usually would maybe be a little special chocolate mousse or like a caramel. Actually, it doesn't make sense in this situation. Forget what I just said. So in the middle of the cake, there's your foundational core beliefs. So for sure, there is huge value in even observing the first layer But you still want and the ultimate goal in this practice and just in general is to dig deeper and to understand also those under layers and where it's all coming from. Because basically from your foundational core beliefs are related or actually created from that your rules and beliefs and from those are created or actually the outcome are your thoughts and emotions. So just to give you maybe a simple and clear example of what all those layers could look like, on the top of that cake would, for example, be saying what your boss wants to hear. So these are your thoughts that obviously then results in your actions. So you say what your boss wants to hear. Then the emotion connected to that could be, for example, fear. The fear of not getting accepted or maybe the fear even worse of losing your job. Then the belief under that would be if I agree with my boss, I'll keep my job or I won't have any conflict or uncomfortable conversation. Then maybe the rule connected to that could be that my boss's idea are more important than mine. So I need to reassure him or her what he thinks and I think are the same. And then at the core of all of that, the foundational core belief could be that I'm not smart enough. So you don't believe in your capacity of having your own ideas. Again, these are obviously suppositions. This is just a possible scenario, but this is usually how it functions. So Of course, realizing the top layer is a good start in order to maybe move in a different direction, give yourself more power. But then the goal and also the real work are all these layers under that. And actually, Joseph Campbell said it perfectly. He said, the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And that's very, very representative of kind of digging into that cake. Again, I don't know, I I kind of stuck in my head now this metaphor, but digging deeper into your mind and it is uncomfortable because then you get maybe to that kind of conclusion or sometimes it's also just a hypothesis. It doesn't mean 
whatever will come to your mind will be the ultimate only answer. But at least you will start to connect some dots, see some patterns. But obviously, it is uncomfortable to tell yourself or to even realize that you're telling and you believe that you're not smart enough. It's easier to just realize, oh, wow, okay, I usually always agree with my boss. I could maybe just, you know, gather the courage to also speak up and give more ideas coming from me. Obviously, that's more uncomfortable to tell yourself that you believe that you're not smart enough. But the true way and the strongest and the best way to change your thoughts and actions and beliefs are to get to that core and then to move in the opposite direction. Anyways, all that to say, I strongly believe that this little monthly exercise is really, really helpful into, on one end, just having a check-in because some months you will feel amazing and the goal is not always to find negative patterns. It's also just to realize how beautiful life can be but also start observing yourself, understanding yourself better and seeing where you can improve some things, where you need maybe to dig deeper, etc. So on this, I wish you a wonderful day and I will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Growth Academy podcast. An educated person is not necessarily one who has an abundance of general or specialized knowledge. An educated person is one who has so developed the faculties of their mind that they may acquire anything they want. It is important to draw wisdom from many different places. If we take it from only one place, it becomes rigid and stale. Understanding others, the other elements, and the other nations will help you become whole. Step by step, the student is being brought together with himself to the point where he catches up with his own inner being and can accept it completely. And that is, you see, the most difficult thing to do, to accept oneself completely. But because we lack awareness or understanding of who we are, we're totally locked into a physical world and we let things outside of us control us. 95% of the population are reacting to life. They're not really living at all. And it's very important that you realize that your evolution, your, your journey through this incredible thing is nothing to do with anyone else. And you can't live your life the way your mommy and daddy want you to live it, or the way the people at the office say you gotta live it, or the way society says you gotta live it. You gotta live it for yourself.